Welcome back, Quest Atlanta Catholic Radio. We are grateful that you are listening. We are in day one of our pledge drive, and we are trying to raise the funds that are necessary in order to keep Catholic Radio strong in Atlanta. We are in the Celebrate Your Faith Spirit Drive. The number to call if you'd like to help is 678-688-4549. And when we do these local pledge drives, we also get to bring in great local guests. And we are now welcoming Dr. Alan Hunt. So welcome, Doctor. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Fantastically well. It's a gorgeous spring day, man. I'm enjoying this. It is. It's awesome. So, although I came in when it was dark, so I haven't really gotten to see much of that sunshine, but but I'm sure it's wonderful out there. So, it's fantastic. Yeah, very good. Okay, so for all of our listeners out there, we have a treat in store with us until noon today. We'll be talking with Dr. Alan Hunt. He's a nationally known speaker, best-selling author, senior advisor at Dynamic Catholic, and we are grateful to have you here today. It is my my pleasure to help the Quest anytime I can. Y'all do great work. Thank you. We know that all good things begin with prayer, so would you be willing to lead us into prayer to get us for this next hour? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, you are the giver of every good and perfect gift, and we know that when we place our lives and our futures in your hands, um, all will go well, even when we don't understand it. Still, we can trust and love you. And so we pray for your provision today for your grace to abound in our lives, in the life of your church, and especially to abound in the work of the quest as they share the good news of Jesus Christ through the Catholic faith. Bless this time together, we pray, in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so a few housekeeping things before we we get rolling here. Um, We are obviously here trying to raise the money to keep Catholic Radio strong in Atlanta. Um, We have a bell here, and I will have to ring it in your honor, Doctor, because um, you're not here to ring it personally. You're calling in. So I would love, I never get to ring the bell, and I got to ring it earlier when when Father Neil called in. So, so, Ah, So we want to do it again. I will ring it in your honor if we meet the challenges. So one of the challenges is we ring it at every increment of $10,000. And right now we are at uh, $13,110. So we are right. less than 7000 away from ringing the bell again. Um, we also ring it when we get something called a founder. A founder is somebody who says that they will give $100 a month for 36 months. They will get their name on a plaque here at the the station studio. There's a plaque out there, and, and we'll put their name on it. And forever they get bragging rights that they're a founder of Catholic Radio. We also will give them a thank you gift of an Echo Dot. And so if you will call in as a fan, and we get to ring the bell. So that's, that's you know, for me, Most that's way up there. Most importantly, we get to ring the bell. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we want to ring the bell. For that, um, so give us a call, whatever amount, whether you can give us a become a founder or a one-time pledge, whatever it is, the number to call 678-688-4549. couple of the other um, things along the way, we give a holy card to anyone, a donation of any amount is a holy card of St. Gabriel, who's the messenger, the, pa- the patron of Catholic Radio. All monthly donors receive a book of the hour. Um, the founder, I already said, gets the Echo Dot. And each day, everyone who calls in with a pledge of any amount goes into a drawing. And at the end of the day, we're going to draw out for a blessed rosary um, from a holy site. 
And I think there's a couple different holy sites that they, they are using rosaries from. Okay, so no further ado, let's talk about you. And, uh, you know, you've written so many books. There's one, I think, that, that kind of began it all, and it was called Confessions of a Mega Church Pastor, How I Discovered the Hidden Treasures of the Catholic Church. So that's probably a really good starting point, sharing a little bit about your background and your journey into the Catholic Church. Well, Kelly, yeah, I came into the Church um, in Feast of the Epiphany, January 6, 2008, so a little over 11 years ago, um, and much to my surprise. I wasn't really expecting it. As I came into the church, I started to get calls from people to, to come and share a little bit of my story, and so I eventually put those into that book, Confessions of a Megachurch Pastor. Um, I think many listeners will know that I was um, a pastor here in Atlanta of a very large uh, Methodist congregation and had been a Methodist pastor for 20 years and came into the church, and not long after that, I started partnering, partnering with my friend Matthew Kelly when he and I kind of got introduced to each other and became very close friends and um, trying to help him lead that good work at Dynamic Catholic. So 11 wonderful years as a Catholic, and just really, really, um, even though it's been a challenging 10 years in some ways for the Church, in some very painful ways, mm-hmm. it's still still such a good thing. And every day I, I give thanks for the, for the blessing of being able to be a part of the Church. Excellent. So they can they can find out more about your story and your journey into the church by by picking up that book. And is it for sale at Dynamic Catholic? And can you tell us a little bit about what Dynamic Catholic is? Sure. We we're a ministry to help re-energize the Catholic Church in America, and so we produce world class resources um, to help people and also parishes become the best version of themselves. And so yeah, my book is there at dynamiccatholic.com. You can also get it at, at Amazon, of course. And I, I've got six or eight additional books. The newest one is Dreams for Your Grandchild, The Hidden Power of a Catholic Grandparent, um, that has kind of struck a chord with a lot of folks because there are a lot of grandparents out there concerned about uh, the culture that our grandkids are growing up in and how to make sure that we share the beauty and the genius of the Catholic faith with with our grandkids. Um, so yeah, all, all that's at dynamiccatholic.com and also at Amazon. And, you know, our work at Dynamic Catholic is to, is to help parishes. We've just launched um, in this past December the largest effort in the history of the Church in America, about a $100 million effort to uh, begin renewing parishes, transforming parishes across the country. And uh, we started that in December uh, in a pilot group of 20 parishes and four dioceses, four dioceses across the country. And we'll expand that this December. So really trying to kind of as the church goes through a difficult time, this is a great time for people to, for lay people to stand up and to help lead. And so that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing at Quest. Um, so we're all in this together. We are all in it together. And so you, you are, in many ways, you're out there on the front line, um, you know, helping us to, to keep uh, the Catholic Church strong by bringing us a lot of great books, by traveling, giving talks, coming on Catholic radio. You're out there doing lots of great things. You've written several books. Um, Everyone Needs to Forgive Somebody was one. What's Weighing You Down is another. The 21 Undeniable Secrets of Marriage is another. Five Things Women Need to Know About Men. I actually revisited that one because it had been a long time since I had... had, um, listen to that CD. So I listened to it on the airplane coming here and, and it's powerful. I'm telling you what, there's a lot of really good information in there. I've been married 38 years and I agree wholeheartedly with, with the five points that you make in that. Um, so do we want to talk about that one or is there another book that you'd like to highlight? 
Oh, I'm I'm happy to talk about the 21 undeniable secrets of marriage, or I'm happy to talk about dreams for your grandchild, um, the hidden power of a Catholic grandparent. Either of those two, because I think, you know, it, it's a it's a challenging time to be um, committed to marriage mm-hmm. uh, and to stand for marriage and to try to help hold marriages together in a culture that's increasingly hostile to just the idea of marriage, uh, and it's also. Um, an important time for grandparents to understand that God has given us this unique vocation as grandparents that we may not have expected um, the, the the role and responsibility. And so family life is kind of central to who I am and marriage and parenting and grandparenting. We just found out yesterday uh, we're expecting our fifth grandchild now. So well, we'll have hopefully a starting, starting basketball lineup here very soon. <laughs> so yeah, all, all that's, all that's important to me. Yeah. I love that. I do. Okay, so so since this one's a new one, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about dreams for your grandchild. Um, the the second part is the hidden power in... The hidden power of a Catholic grandparent. Of a Catholic grandparent. So what is that hidden power? The hidden power is, in the book, I, I show some of the research that demonstrates from Columbia University, from Notre Dame, from University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, other places that demonstrates the unique influence that grandparents ha- can and do have. Um, and I think that that's been an increasing um, challenge in a, in a culture over the last 40 to 50 years where families have gotten more dispersed across the country. We don't necessarily live near grandparents. We're getting married later, having kids later, and so that makes the, the uh, interaction with grandparents sometimes more challenging. Plus, we've got, obviously, the, uh, the breakdown of marriage and more um, divorces, and that oftentimes affects grandparents. But nevertheless, the research shows very clearly that grandparents are the second greatest spiritual predictor for a child's life. Um, and Obviously, the first one is the parent's faith life, but the second one is clearly the grandparent's faith life. And so I think oftentimes if we're separated by distance, we don't really think about that. But there are a lot of ways that we can love our grandkids, be intentional about showing them and sharing with them uh, the beauty of the Catholic faith. Uh, and so the, the hidden power is you have more influence than you may originally expect. And so to embrace, embrace this vocation that God has given you. And for a lot of grandparents, I hear this in virtually every speaking setting that I'm in across the country, um, I, I'm worried about my grandkids. Uh, I don't. I don't feel close to my grandkids. I'm not sure my grandkids are getting the Catholic faith. Um, that sense of unrest or that sense of a little bit of pain inside of you is actually God nudging you um, toward this new season in your life and a new season of, of a vocation as a grandparent. So that's kind of what the what the book focuses on is embracing that, showing you very clearly that you do have great influence if you use it, and then giving you sev- <clears throat> several very helpful ways uh, to begin to do that. Wow, that's awesome. And, and uh, you know, as a grandma of, of two at this point, um, you know, I, I agree that, that there is an influence. I'm guessing that there's some, probably some of our listeners out there that are thinking, though, you know, you say the number one influence is, is the parents, the number two is the grandparents. What happens when those influences aren't the same. Maybe the child's left the church or, or whatever. Then, then how does how does that work together? Yeah, when when you're not necessarily aligned with your own kids, right. and so your your kids are raising your grandkids differently than you would have hoped or expected. And it, there's I mean, there's different situations that 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 capture that, Kelly. I mean, but one is oftentimes 
the, the, the parents, your kids are not going to be opposed to you. They're just not going to help or support it. They're going to be indifferent or apathetic. That's one, that's one situation where you then step it up another notch and become more proactive and maybe arrange to, to if you live nearby, to, to take the grandkids to, to mass with you, to take them to adoration with you, to take them to children's activities at your parish. Um, but there's other ones where the, where the parents are perhaps completely, um, completely different and have totally rejected the faith and don't want anything to do with it. And that can cause some tension. But there, there are still some ways as a grandparent, and obviously the first step is that it begins with a very intentional prayer life, not just sort of a casual prayer life. But um, you can continue to pray each day for each of your grandchildren by name and, and beginning to, from their birth knowing that it may be challenging to, to share the faith, but to pray for them each day. And then secondly, when you're having conversations with them, you can um, just reference your own faith in terms of, here's what we did in our parish today. I'd really like to share with you what happened. Uh, Father did such and such during Mass. Or um, we're, we're having this marvelous picnic, uh, at kind of a family picnic at the parish. You know, I think I'm going to invite, I'm going to ask your parents if I can take you with me. So things that are non-threatening, things that are non-invasive, um, because faith is more caught than taught, and most parents want the grandparents to be involved in some way. And so just that when your grandkids spend time with you, they can't help but catch the faith because your Catholic faith is just a part of everything that you do. So being intentional about making sure that you weave that in when you're with your grandkids so that they just sort of absorb it and you're not necessarily pushing anything or hammering anything, it's just part and parcel of who you are. A good, very, very good advice. Um, so anything else that, that um, maybe would entice someone to want to pick up your book uh, about, uh, uh, ugh, I can't even read my own writing here, um, Dreams for Your Grandchild, The Hidden Power of Catholic Grandparents. Um, anything else that you'd like to share with us before we move on to something else? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the, the thing that struck me about this one is it has been vastly more popular than I expected. Um, I really just, again, I, I've been Catholic 11 years. I've spoken in probably several hundred parishes at this point. And it has, it struck, it began to strike me early that in every single setting, without fail, if we had question and answer, this was one of the questions that came up. If we didn't have question and answer, this is something that somebody wanted to catch me in the hallway or in the corridor and ask me about. And I kept hearing this frustration, this sense of anxiety that grandparents were feeling. And finally, I realized that God was nudging me to, to try to speak into that. Um, and about the same time, three or four years ago, we had our first grandchild, and I began to understand, okay, um, this is a different season in life. And so the, the demand and the interest in this has been vastly larger than I ever would have expected. And I, I, don't, I don't think that I would have naturally written this had people not asked me about this consistently across hundreds of parishes across the country. So um, the interest in it has been as far surpassed what I ever would have imagined. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you think that's due to, uh, the, the extreme interest more so than you ever expected? I think it's primarily, you know, Dreams for Your Grandchild helps grandparents dream about the future um, of, of their families and of their grandkids' lives and, and how to help their grandkids dream not only about what they want, but more importantly to ask the question, what does God want? Mm -hmm. And I think in a culture that's gotten, gotten very, very secular, um, and when we in many ways have lost a large percentage, I mean, we've had 30 million people leave the Catholic Church in the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. when, when you have that kind of staggering exodus, 
we've almost lost an entire generation, and that's that parental generation you're just referring to. And so that causes grandparents who are faithful uh, to be very concerned about the generation after that. Was we've lost this generation, many of whom were our own kids. What can I do to help my grandkids? I realize that maybe I missed an opportunity or maybe I made some mistakes. I can't undo that, but I don't want to make those same mistakes with my grandkids. And I think that's operating on a much larger scale than we oftentimes acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, maybe there's also the, the part, too, that, you know, maybe parents are feeling like, you know, I didn't do so well with my own kids, but I can sure do it well with my grandkids, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, it, is that I, I think I missed an opportunity, and I don't want to miss that same opportunity with my grandkids. What can I do about it? Right. Um, so so it, it, has been, it has been surprising. I mean, what, Dreams for a Grandchild went to number one on Amazon um, within the first couple of weeks that it was out, and uh, I, ne- <laughs> I never in a million years would have expected that. It's wow. the first book I've ever had that, that went to number one like that. So wow. uh, I, I did not see that one coming, but I think it's because a lot of us are feeling a little bit of that um, spiritual dis-ease or, or, or unrest, Yeah, well, which is what the Quest Radio is all about. Yeah. The Quest Radio is helping grandparents understand the faith and embrace the faith and live out the faith, uh, and so that's why what you're doing is so very, very important. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And so if you if you are and it's only possible to have Quest if we have the, the callers call in and make a pledge. So the number to call is 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549. And we've had a jump since, since you called in and, and became part of the show, Doctor. We have now we're at $15,610. So we have had Fantastic. a couple thousand dollars jump, so that that's awesome, and we are grateful. So um, keep on keep on calling, though. The number to call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. You know, I hesitate. It sounds like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm actually trying to use all this technical stuff. We 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 use every penny, nickel, dime, quarter of what you call in very wisely. We take it very seriously. Quest Radio wants to be a good steward of the money. And so, you know, I've got my personal computer here and we're using a Google Doc and that's how we're communicating what's coming in because I'm in the studio and they're over there answering phones. But I can't ever get it to go down. It keeps on locking up on me. So doggone it. So, um, no, I, I have sat where you sit, Kelly, and it, it, <laughs> it, it's a much harder task than it, than it at first appears with all the equipment and all the buttons and all the bells and whistles. And then you got a microphone and you're on the air live and you're trying to think about something different than what you're talking about. It's very hard, especially when you're trying to continue to give out the phone number. And there, there, is there a way to give online too? Yes, you can give online at thequestatlanta.com, thequestatlanta.com. And hang on just one second because they have a message for you. Fantastic. The, the last hour, we actually had a, uh, another founder that we failed to announce, and this was Denise, and they became a founder, and it was supposed to be in Andy's hour. So unfortunately, we're going to include it in Alan's hour, but thank you so much, Denise, for becoming a founder. We really appreciate it. It's so amazing. That's, that Amen. is amazing. Good for Denise. All right. And, uh, and all so, credit to Andy. All, all credit to Andy. Exactly. So we're going to ring the bell in Andy's honor right now in celebration for that founder for Denise. So let's ring the bell. And I also, and thank you, Denise. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Denise. Thank you to everyone who's called in 
and given of any amount, whether you called in as a founder or whether you called in uh, with a one-time donation. If you want to be a founder, that's $100 a month for 36 months, and you get your name on the, the plaque here at the studio and forever you have bragging rights, and we'll be sending out an Echo Dot to Denise. Um, I also was given just now a question for you. Um, we're talking with Dr. Alan Hunt. He is the nationally known speaker, best-selling author, senior advisor at Dynamic Catholic. And it says, ask Alan to share the story about the picture of Jesus in his daughter's room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I share this in, um, both, I guess in, in two places. One, I do, I do share it in Dreams for Your Grandchild. Um, but also in the Bible study I put out last year called the Turning Point uh, Study on the Gospel of John. And the point of the Turning Point is to help people experience the Gospel of John and to have an encounter with Jesus. And so I share at the beginning of that Bible study that uh, when each of our—we have two daughters um, who are now 30 and 28, but when they were each born, we had friends who gave us a framed picture of Jesus— um, smiling and holding several children, mm-hmm. and so when they were born at their at their baptisms, uh, these these friends gave us the same picture, and we hung that picture um, on their on the walls of their bedrooms as they grew up, um, right above their bed, first above their crib, and then above then above their bed, and so it hung there all eighteen years that they were that they were in the house with us, and so when um, our older daughter Sarah Ann, uh, when she graduated from high school. And I was getting ready to go to college. Uh, I was at the same time that I was actually becoming Catholic. Um, it was the last night that she was going to be at home with us. And so we were going to be moving her to college in South Carolina the next day. And so we just had kind of an evening together at home as a family and played games and had dinner and just kind of visited. We didn't want a lot of distractions, didn't want TV, didn't want friends. Just We knew that every that the next day everything changed a little bit, that you never go back to the old chapter, that we were opening a new chapter. And so this was the end of, of one chapter where everybody was at home. And from this point forward, everything would be different because she would be away and she'd be in a different season for her life. And pretty soon her sister would be following her. So we had that, that family time that evening. And at the end of the evening, she said, you know, I'm going to go to bed early. I got a big day tomorrow. And so around 9, 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, she went upstairs and she went to her bed and went to sleep. And about 15, 20 minutes later, I, I told um, Anita, my wife, and, and our other, other daughter, I think I'm going to go to bed because since I'm the dad, I'm going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting tomorrow, carrying all her stuff into her dorm room. <laughs> and so I went up and I got ready for bed. And um, Anita came up and I said, you know, before I go to sleep, I'm going to just go down the hall and check on Sarah Ann be sure she's doing okay. And so I walked down the hall and I knocked gently on the door and there was no answer. And so um, being a dad, I just went ahead and gently opened the door uh, and, and looked in and Sarah Ann was asleep on the bed and she was holding that picture of Jesus with the little kids mm. in her arms uh, and squeezing it to her chest as she slept. Mm. And I went back down the hall to, to Anita and she said, is Sarah Ann doing all right? And I said, yeah. She's doing all right. She's going to be just fine. Yeah, because I knew then that as she stepped into the next season of her life and she left home and became a young woman on her own in a new way as a freshman in college, I knew that that she knew him mm. and that she knew that he would be with her and that she had had um, many encounters with him along the way. And that was that made all the difference in the world. Mm. Mm. What a beautiful story. And 
you know, that's really all we can we can hope for is, you know, we give them what they need and then they go out and they live it out when they're not under our our roof. Yeah, and as you know, you can try really hard at that and sometimes uh, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and you've done everything you can do and sometimes it doesn't all come together uh, and sometimes it does. But, you know, all we can control as parents and even as grandparents is the inputs. Here's what I've done and I've trusted God for this. Uh, and now it's up to my daughter or my grandson to um, to do with the faith what he will, and will he be open to what God wants to do with his life? But that was one of the uh, one of the more special moments for our family. Excellent. Okay. Okay. So we have a, a couple of of um, um, messages here. Uh, first of all, we want to recognize Chick Fil A because they have donated all of our breakfast sandwiches, uh, and I'm telling you what they are delicious absolutely delicious it wasn't until the last pledge drive that i had a chick-fil-a breakfast sandwich and oh my gosh it was it was absolutely amazing so we want to recognize chick-fil-a in roswell it's on woodstock road 1185 woodstock road and uh, so we want to recognize that it says on here that megan Soderland is the marketing director for for that Chick-fil-A, and we have her business card here. And uh, again, they donated all of our sandwiches, so we want to say thank you to them because they supported Catholic Radio. We encourage all of our listeners to support them. Also want to mention that an anonymous donor is contributing $500 in honor of Father Ricardo and Catholic Answers, so we are grateful for that. And um, yeah, so... Those are the two things that we did. I'll keep this one to remind me to keep saying Chick-fil-A over and over again. We are now at $16,410 so far for today. And so we Fantastic. are great. Ooh, isn't that awesome? We are grateful for every penny, nickel, dime quarter that was called in. And, and my promise to you is that they will use it wisely. They really um, try to be very good stewards of the money. They take that seriously, and so they really want to do that, and we are grateful for everything and um, using it to to really... The mission Catholic Radio is to save souls, and it works. We see it over and over again. Um, marriages that are being saved. Um, we have, uh, I think it's like 3% of the people that responded to a survey, not here at the Quest, but over Catholic Radio as a whole, Three percent said that they had been saved from suicide because of Catholic Radio. Um, it the the statistics are just amazing of all of the wonderful ways that that Catholic Radio, the Holy Spirit, is really working through the airwaves. and And you can be a part of that by giving us a call at six seven eight six eight eight four five. We are now at $16,410, so that means that we are just $3,590 away, actually $2,590, because we're now at $17,410, so that update came in pretty quick. Woohoo! It's amazing. So we're grateful. We're going to ring that bell. We are. We're going to ring that bell, baby. I love it. We just need $2,590, and we ring the bell at the $20,000 mark. Can you be the hero that lets me ring the bell in honor of Dr. Alan Hunt? So come on, man, you are a winner here. If you call in and you give $2,590 or any part of it, 678 uh, 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549. Okay, so... Um, 
I remind I, me one more time, Kelly. I'm, I'm sorry because I'm, I'm a computer guy. It, it, I can do it at the quest. Is it thequestradio.com? It's thequestatlanta.com. Thequestatlanta.com. Excellent. Thequestatlanta.com. I can I can give there. Yes, absolutely. Just go to the Quest Atlanta, and there's a place a tab to click on, and you can donate that way too. If you if you know if that's easier, especially I think people at work, especially maybe listening but can't make the phone call, that's an easy way to to give. So. Will you please uh, consider doing that? 678-688-4549 or thequestatlanta.com. So the one thing I think that that I have um, listened to that I was just uh, really impressed of that, that you've done is a CD called The Five Things Women Need to Know About Men. Um, it was actually a giveaway during a pledge drive that I was doing. And uh, I think I, you know, I'm joking here, but I think my husband probably came, called in and donated so that I could listen to that, that CD. <laughs> but but it is, it's a great CD. And, you know, I went ahead and listened to it again when I was on the plane um, traveling here. I listened to it, um, you know, with headphones in while I was traveling. And I took a few notes. And, and can we, do you mind going through that just a little bit and, and kind of sharing with our, our listeners some of the things that they'll find on that CD? Sure. And <clears throat> Kelly, I need to, after we're off the air, I need to get your address because I'll send you the three pack, which is love, sex, and marriage, which that's the first one. And in fairness, the second one is what women want men to know. Ah. And then the, then the third one is the most important word in a marriage and it's not love. And so those three um, CDs, those three talks are about an outreach and they comprise an event that I lead for dynamic, for dynamic Catholic called passion purpose for marriage. Um, so I'll lead 10 or 15 of those events in parishes, um, usually from nine o'clock to one o'clock on, on a Saturday in parishes across the country. Um, but before we talk about five things women need to know about men, I want to make sure that I pointed out that there, in, in all fairness, that that three pack love, sex and marriage also has the, what women want men to know. So, uh, equal time for everybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now I can hand it over to him and say, and, you know, Dynamic Catholic, too, we, we should back up before we talk about this. I'm telling you what, Dynamic Catholic is the biggest bargain out there because you can get really amazing books very inexpensively. CDs very inexpensively. I've personally ordered them for pledge drives that I've done and used them as giveaways to, to people because it's great information and very, very affordable. And so thank you for all yeah, that you're a lot doing. Of stuff, yeah, you, I mean, it's because of our Ambassadors Club, generous people like the folks that are the generous monthly givers to the Quest. And we're able to, to give away a lot of books for free, a lot of resources for free, um, confirmation program for free, blessed First Communion for free, um, and lots of things, like you said, a dollar, two dollars a book. Because the goal is not to make money. The goal is to, to help evangelize and to share the good news and to meet people where they are. So that's what we try to do. So I'm glad it's been helpful to you. Yeah, it, Keep it's giving them away, Kelly. Yeah. Keep giving them away. I do. I'm telling you. And I even find people that, that get them and leave them like in the, the Adoration Chapel. They just say, you know, free, you know, and, and put yep. like a little sticky note on there. What a what a great evangelization tool that that you're doing as well. And so thank you really for for all of that. Maybe you want to give out the website for Dynamic Catholic before we go any further. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just dynamiccatholic.com. Okay. Dynamiccatholic.com. Um, and yeah, remind me and I'll get you that love, sex and marriage so you can make sure that your husband listens to what you want him to know. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, you know, I we've been married almost 38 years and and uh 
you know, it just, marriage is just, it's a blessing. It truly is a blessing. So It is, but it's also work. It is. You know? It's absolutely As my work. wife says, uh, marriage is hard work, but it's the best kind of work because you get to do it with your best friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is. It's hard work. It is hard work. And, you know, it's not something that we can take lightly. You know, we have to really continue working. You know, I've been married almost 38 years. I still have to work, and I still have to pay attention, and I still have to, to you know, think about all that's going on in our marriage, and am I doing things right? You know? You, you yeah, just, and... And I'm not, and I'm not easy to be married to, Kelly. So my my, my wife, that's I mean, a full. She's working about 80, 80 hours a week, just working hard on trying to be able to be married to me. <laughs> it is. It's, it's it's a challenge. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's talk about though the the five things that women need to know about men. Um, right. You had, and and I love the way that you tied it to scripture. Um, you know, when, whenever you made the point. So like when men need respect more than love, that was your first point in the five things about men. And, and you tied it to, to St. Paul's message in Ephesians. Um, you know, men love your wife, um, and women respect your husband. And, and I, I had never, I had never really thought of it scripturally before. I knew it. I knew it after, you know, almost 38 years of marriage. I knew it, but I had never thought of it scripturally before. So so can we talk about that part of it just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shanti Feldhahn is actually a woman here in Atlanta um, that has, has written a lot on marriage. And she is, there are several of her insights uh, that I draw from um, on that CD and also in my book. And uh, this, this was one of those. And it is that, that St. Paul says, you know, husbands love your wives, wives respect your husbands. And it's interesting that he chooses two different verbs there, because you know, he could say husbands love your wives and wives love your husbands, or mm-hmm. he could say husbands respect your wives and wives respect your husbands, but two different verbs. And it, it's interesting, and one of the things that Shanti did is uh, kind of a study of men, and she said, guys, if you had, if I only gave you two choices, um, one choice is to feel unloved and alone. The other choice is to feel disrespected and inadequate. Which would you pick? Would you rather feel unloved and alone or disrespected and inadequate? And three out of four guys said, I'd rather feel unloved and alone than disrespected and inadequate. And that was kind of surprising because for women, it would be almost the exact opposite. It would be three out of four women would generally say, I'd rather, I'd rather, be, uh, I'd rather feel disrespected and inadequate than unloved and alone. But for guys, it's deeply, deeply wired in us that it's important for most of us, not all of us, but for most of us, that our wives respect us um, for who we are, for how we fulfill our responsibilities and duties as husbands, as fathers, as providers, uh, that, that it's important to us that they respect us for that. And, and what that boils down to in a very, very practical way, uh, and this is one of those things that I share in my events, is that it may be for a lady the most powerful thing that you can say to your husband may not be, I love you. It may be that the most powerful thing that you can say to your husband is, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. And you can almost instantly see it in terms of his, his face, his posture, his entire countenance, that when you say, I'm proud of you for how you handled this, or I'm proud of you for taking care of that, or I'm proud of you um, for what you did in this situation, and he almost stands a little more erect. His face gets a little lighter. His eyes light up just a little bit. You can just see it almost the immediate change. And so... Again, it's a very simple 
simple insight that is enormously powerful, that the most powerful thing that you could say to your husband in many, many situations is actually, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, and, and the other thing that you said along those same lines um, was that, you know, maybe, you know, and I hear this from women a lot um, when I talk to them and they're, you know, women, it's unfortunate, but they tend to like to complain about their husbands. And that it's really unfortunate. You know, even if it's to another woman, it's just it's just unfortunate. But but what you hear is, well, you know, I, I can't really, you know, compliment him. There's not a whole lot of good things about him. But but you made the point that we find one thing that our husband does well and compliment over and over again. And then all of a sudden. There'll be two things and then three things and then lots of things to compliment on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a real, again, it's a very simple insight that people respond better to praise than they do to criticism. Mm. And if you're a coach of four-year-old basketball or if you're a manager of a big organization or the leader of a business, the same principle applies. People respond better to praise than they do to criticism. And they live up to or down to the expectations that you have for them. Mm. And, and so in, in the same way, that's true for your husband <laughs> because he's a person. Believe it or not, he's an actual human being. And, <laughs> and, and he's going to respond better to praise than to criticism. And he's going to live up to the expectations or down to the expectations that you have for him. And, and so if you're struggling in the relationship, you say, my, my husband's driving me crazy. I, don't, I can't find anything that I even like about him, that I'm proud of him. Fo- focus, find one thing. Mm. doesn't have to be a list. Just fo- focus on one thing and begin to tell him that you're proud of him for that. I'm proud of you for X. I'm proud of you for X. And what you'll begin to notice is he'll start to do that behavior, X, more often. Mm-hmm. And then you'll begin to discover that, hey, wow, that actually worked. Mm-hmm. And so then what would happen if I told him that I was proud of him for Y? He'll start to do Y more often because, again, people respond better to that positive affirmation and to the praise than they do to nagging, criticism, and disrespect. And so you're even if you feel like there's not much you can do with your husband, there is actually something really simple that you can do. And if you do it consistently over time, um, it's virtually guaranteed to bear fruit, except for in the most abusive of situations. Excellent. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to have to interrupt for just a second and give an update. Um, yes, so please. we are at, woo, we are at $17,410, I think. Um, I also need to say thank yous to some people um, we had uh, Pete and Daniel and Sue and Sally. Oh, I'm not going down far enough. Are those? We have Margaret and Steve and June and Cindy and John and Patricia and John who have all called in and possibly. Okay. All right. So we're grateful to all of those people who have called in so far and, uh, Please just keep on calling. Keep on calling 678-688-4549. We are still at uh, 17410 so that means we're just $2,590 away from ringing the bell again. 2590 Can you give part of that or can you give all of it? Um, if you become a founder, we ring it twice because we ring it for becoming a founder and we ring it for being over $20,000. The number to call again, 678 688 Four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight 
4549. And again, a big thanks to Chick-fil-A on Woodstock Road in Roswell, Georgia. They provided us with the delicious breakfast sandwiches that we got to enjoy this morning. Um, So uh, support them because they supported Catholic Radio. Um, So, and we are now talking with Dr. Alan Hunt and uh, talking about all kinds of things. Right now, though, we're talking about his uh, CD about um, the five things that women need to know about men. We just finished talking about the first one, which was amazing. The second point, the second thing that women need to know is that men need to provide, and you tied it to um, St. Paul. Again, in Ephesians, uh, men love their wives and care for her. So can we talk maybe a little bit about that, expand on that just a little bit? Yeah, this is this is another one that, in in many ways, seems to to be looked at with um, with frowns or um, skepticism in 2019. But for most men, and, and, and I can give you the data, but I won't go through all that uh, today. For most men, that need to provide is in our minds most or all the time. Um, it, it's not something that just sort of passes through our brain every once in a while. You know, I need to provide and take care of my wife. I need to provide and take care of my family. For most of us guys, again, not all of us, but for most of us, the vast majority, like um, eight out of ten of us, it's that that need to provide occupies a lot of mental space in our brains and our thoughts and our consciousness every single day. And for many, many women, that's very surprising because – for many women, the, the desire to work uh, and the desire to make money comes from a different place of motivation. Um, but for, for many of us guys, it's, I, I need to provide, I've got to provide it. And even, uh, again, I mentioned Shanti and, and her great work here in Atlanta. Uh, when she asked a, a, a group of guys, if, you're, if your wife made more than enough money that you didn't have to work, would you still feel obligated to work? Um, and again, 75% of guys said, yeah, actually I would. It's because it's deep, deeply within us, and, and folks go, well, you, you know, that's that's chauvinistic. That that that's wrong. That um, you you don't want men to to make less than their wives, or you don't think women should should have jobs. And it, it, our culture has become so feminized that we make every conversation about men about women. And it, it, this isn't about women at all. It's just about men, and that this is who men are. That's separate from who women are. And one of the things to understand is that. Deep within us, we have this drive that, that we need to provide. And so I, I learned that in, in a lot of places in addition to the data, um, but, I, but I've observed it in my own life, and I've observed it in my dad's life. Um, my dad never talked about his work until he retired. And when he, he just, for all the years that he was an accountant, he never talked about his work at all. He said almost nothing. And when he retired, all of a sudden he became this very chatty guy, a, a guy who'd been very introverted and very quiet. All of a sudden he became very talkative. And I realized what had happened was for the, all the 40 or 50 years that he was working, he always just felt this heavy need to provide, and it just kind of weighed him down, and he didn't complain about it, and he didn't get therapy for it. He just did it. And then when he retired and he had his financial house in order, and he didn't have to work anymore, and he didn't have to worry about providing, all of a sudden it was like that heavy mantle had been lifted, and his personality came out. And and. I didn't realize that all those years that he'd been carrying that burden to provide for my mom, my brother, and me. Um, and I wasn't even grateful for it until almost before he died. And I realized, wow, you gave us this great gift, and I never really even noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but Because for most guys, that's the number one way that we love our wives and we love our families is that we, is that we provide, mm-hmm. and we try to provide. Mm. 
I I love it. And you know it when you hear it on your CD, you go, "Oh yeah." You know, "Oh yeah." That you know, if if you've been in a married life, if you've known men long enough and lived with them, you go, "Oh yeah." But it's maybe things that we don't think about until we hear you say it. And and it's yeah, I'm, just, not, I'm not teaching you anything new. I'm just reminding you of what you already know. Well, absolutely, <laughs> exactly you know. Right. And yeah. but but you know, it's important that that we hear it from you because it's pretty easy to just get into, you know, our, you know, routine. Yeah, get on with life. Yeah, get you know, on with I'm life. I'm taking care and... of the kids. I'm running errands. I got to yeah. pay the bills. I got to go to work. I got to go coach softball. You know, it, you just sort of get busy and stuff. And you you kind of stop noticing the the different parts of your of your spouse's personality. You really stop growing together. You just get busy. And, and that's I think that's the challenge that most marriages run into is you get busy and you, you stop doing the little things for each other and paying attention to each other uh, in those little things and really appreciating each other. And it becomes more transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, you do this, I'll take care of that. I'm going to go manage this. You, you go handle that. You run this errand and I'll take care of this. And if you're not careful, slowly, it doesn't happen instantly, but slowly over time, you drain the, you drain the relationship from the, the bonds that really kind of hold together and it becomes just more kind of a working relationship. And that's and that's a challenge for, for for couples, and I mean that's one of the reasons why we're seeing a, a huge divorce rate in baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tragic for people that are fifty five to, to seventy five years old. The divorce rate's going through the roof because the kids have left home, and our relationship was so transactional that now that the kids are gone and all we have is each other, we don't know each other anymore. We don't know what to, we, we we didn't pay attention to the relationship all those years when we should have been making sure that we nurtured that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, I'm going to, um, woohoo. Okay. So we have a, a note here that says three callers on the phone right now. I don't know. How many phone lines do we have, Annie? I think we got more. Keep on calling. Yeah. Come on. Six, seven, eight, six, eight, eight, four, five, four, nine. How awesome is that? Three people on the line all at the same time. We want to ring this bell before our time is up with Dr. Alan Hunt. Um, so give us a call. We only have him until about 1157. So, and then we go to a short break. Eight, uh, six, eight, eight, six, seven, eight, six, eight, eight, four, five, four, nine, six, seven, eight, six, eight, eight, four, five, four, nine. Um, I'm going to move from that and let our let our listeners order that that three CD set, Love, Sex, and Marriage. Um, you can get the one about five things women should know about men, the five things men should know about about uh, women, and then uh, the marriage one. What's the last one that's on that that set? The most important word in a marriage, and it's not love. That's right. That's right. And and so I'm going to let them, I'm going to leave it here as a cliffhanger for, for everyone. But I'm telling you what, listeners out there, it is worth it. Get this CD. It is worth the hour of your time to listen to it. You know, if you think, oh, I know it all, I'm telling you what. I didn't know it all. I, you know, you may know more than me. Most people do. But but I'm telling you what, I've been married almost 38 years. We have eight children. And it was a great refresher for me, you know, to, to listen to those things again and really pray and meditate about ways that, that I can make our marriage even stronger. And so um, I would just encourage all of our listeners to go to dynamiccatholic.com and, and order that that set and listen to it, and as well as all the other books. But but I'd like to take a minute, if you don't mind. There was one that, that caught my eye. Everyone needs to forgive somebody. So sure. can we talk about that as well? 
Absolutely. But before we do that, give me that phone number one more time, Kelly, because I want you to ring the bell. I want us to break the 20,000 mark for the, for the hour. I absolutely That's job do. One. That's job one. And I appreciate that so much. 678-688-4549. We'll be getting an update. I still show uh, $17,410. You know, even more importantly, it shows that we've had 32 donors and three founders in that $17,410, you know, and, and it's Father Kimberling that, that tells us, you know, he's told me many times in pledge drives, it's equal sacrifice, not equal gift. So it could be that person who calls in as a founder or the person who gives $10,000 in matching pledges or, you know, the person who calls in with $5, whatever it is, it's whatever the Holy Spirit is is calling you to give. And if you respond to the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you what, the graces are going to be abundant. So can you please give us a call at 678-688-4549 at whatever level that you can give at. And we do have an update and woohoo! We get to ring the bell again. Woohoo! All right. All right. Okay, so we are at $21,060. I'm That's trying fantastic. to see. It is awesome. I'm trying to see if that one was a founder so that we get to ring it again. Um, but I am not sure. <laughs> uh, oh, we rang that one. I don't know. Uh, Annie will figure it out for me. It's too hard to read. It's, it's getting in the long list now, which is awesome, awesome, awesome. I love the long list, but uh, I have to scroll down quite a ways to be able to get to it now. Oh, we had Julietta already. We already announced that one, but it looked like maybe there were a couple more down there. Um, all right, so she'll figure it out and see if we get to ring the bell again. Number to call 678-688-4549. We are talking with Dr. Alan Hunt. He is a nationally known speaker and a best-selling author. Um, he's also the senior advisor at Dynamic Catholic. Go to dynamiccatholic.com. You can get the CDs we've been talking about. You can get the books we've been talking about. I would really encourage you to do that. We also have a message for, for Dr. Alan Hunt. Um, from Bob and Kathy, and they say, we love you and we wish you well with your work with Dynamic Catholic. Oh, God bless you, Bob and Kathy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob and Kathy. And and if you have a message that you would like to give to Dr. Alan Hunt, please, by all means, call. If you can make a pledge at the same time, that's awesome, but uh, you don't have to. You can just call in like, like uh, Bob and Kathy. They may have made a donation. I don't know, but um, give us a call. It looks like they did make a donation as well. Um, but you don't have to. You can just call in and make and give him a message. So the number again to call, 678-688-4549, either with a message for Dr. Alan Hunt or to make a donation or both, 678-688-4549. And Annie was able to find on this long, woo, this is a long list of donors that Janet was the one who called in as a founder. And so we do get to ring the bell again, right? Because we got the founder. So woo! Good for you, Janet. Well done. Thank you, Janet, so much. Thank you, Bob and Kathy. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so now back to which book, because we're running out of time. We only have about five minutes left with you. So is there anything that you'd rather focus on than than the book that I asked you about? No, I do. I do want to give a shout out to my home parish, St. James the Apostle, um, here in McDonough, Georgia, Henry County. Mm-hmm. We're having our parish mission this week, which I get the blessing of doing kind of as a, as a Lenten um, way to start our first week of Lent. 
St. James the Apostle, but you and I were talking about um, everybody needs to forgive somebody, Kelly. And so you want to focus on one thing from that that, that struck you in our last couple minutes? Yeah, I didn't get to read that one, so I was hoping you would just oh, tell us. But, but you know what? The title really catches me because I think we're in, <laughs> we are in such a time that, that you know, oh, people don't want to forgive. Yeah, we, we not only won't forgive the people around us, we won't forgive people that lived 200 years before us. We want to crucify them, too. Oh, man. We are this angry, judgmental, self-righteous. I mean, it, we've become very bitter, which is it, which is kind of sad. Well, it's not kind of sad. It is sad. I mean, we, we live in the most prosperous nation in the history of the world, and yet we're angry, discontent, and, and, and bitter. It make, I mean, it just goes to show you that a materialistic view of the world uh, doesn't lead you to happiness or to joy. Um, But forgiveness has a tremendous power. And it's, that's a a great point that you just made, Kelly. And we seem to have lost that in in so many ways to show other people grace and to recognize that the person that you're talking to is not a perfect person. And guess what? Neither are you. Mm -hmm. It requires humility and a self-awareness. And so that, that book actually um, is my most, uh, popular book that, I, that I've ever written, which um, d- didn't expect that one either, because it um, is a collection of, of 12 real-life stories. I just put out the third edition and added some more stories to it. Um, 12 real-life stories of people who have experienced the life-changing power of grace and forgiveness. Uh, and so there's small stories, medium stories, and, and super-sized jumbo stories in there that are all true uh, from different parts of life and different parts of the world to inspire us and to show us the transformational power that forgiveness has to release us from the bitterness and the anger that seems to be gripping and resentment that seems to be gripping so many of us. Um, and so it, it seems to have struck a chord with folks. I really wrote it for myself because I, I'm not a naturally good forgiver and it's been a lifelong journey for me to, to learn how to do that better and better. My wife has been very helpful to me in that because she's actually way better at it than I am. And I've kind of collected these stories over the years and finally thought, you know what, there may be some other people that would benefit from this in addition to me. Uh, and turns out that was actually true. So, yeah, everybody needs to forgive somebody. It's short, just 12 little stories, but very, very powerful. Is it, you know, I, I'm, I'm wondering if this is a smart question or not, so you can tell me. But I'm just wondering, is this something, if you know someone who is having difficulty? Maybe it's family members that are that are quarreling and can't seem to forgive each other. Um, whatever it is, maybe it's coworkers. Is it something that you could gift, or would that just make them matter? I don't know. <laughs> no, it actually it, that's actually um, what a lot of people have done. I, you know, I get different con- kinds of comments about my books uh, whenever I'm out. And you, you take confessions of a megachurch pastor, people say, hey, that really inspired me. You take nine words of Bible study, they'll say, that really helped me. But this book, they come up and they say, this book changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are there are a lot of us who are gripped, even paralyzed by um, things that we just can't seem to, to find the spiritual strength to let go of, uh, the hurts and the wounds that we have. And so... Uh, in fact, at the Eucharistic Congress a couple of years ago, I, I just did a whole talk on forgiveness about this because um, it is—it's a great gift to give to somebody else. It's a gift for our, to, to read it for ourselves, but also to, to find other folks in our lives who, who are struggling with that, uh, who are just weighed down by past hurts or disappointments or mistakes, uh, and say, "Yeah, here's a book of some real stories. I found it helpful. I think you might find it too. Everybody needs to forgive somebody." 
Good, good point. So again, go to dynamiccatholic.com, dynamiccatholic.com. Last one that we have time to, to talk about just very briefly, what's weighing you down? I'm guessing that's not a weight loss program. No, it's not. It's not put out by <laughs> Oprah and Weight Watchers. Um, it, it, that, that was actually the CD of a, of a talk that I gave at St. Bridget, which was my home parish for many, many years uh, up in Johns Creek uh, on on exactly that talk, really, it was, in many ways, it is about forgiveness, and it, it's about the things that weigh us down and keep us from stepping out into the future that God has in store for us. Um, and so sort of the, the the past failures, mistakes, disappointments, um, and the self-doubt and the criticism of others and things that, that prevent us and kind of hold us back, and so how to release that and draws on um, several stories, but primarily the story of Gideon in, in the Old Testament, uh, and overcoming his own self-doubts and fears and, and the criticism of others to uh, lead the Israelites to, to battle and to victory, because God called him to do that. Uh, much like Quest Radio is doing, Kelly, Please, much like I, Quest Radio is doing, I people agree. said it couldn't be done. People I, said it couldn't be done, and a group of visionary people said, this is what God's calling us to do, introduce Catholic Radio to Atlanta. Um, And so good for you and good for the whole team and good for all the donors that are helping to make it possible because there are a lot of doubters out there. uh, And Catholic Radio is a reality because of people like you and the whole team there and the Founders Club and people that come call in and make gifts. Yeah. And, you know, we don't don't have much time, but, but it started out with somebody receiving a message to feed the poor. And so she went out and she tried to figure out where am I supposed to, you know, who am I supposed to feed? It turned out to be the spiritually poor. And we all have that spiritual poorness in us. We all have to grow. And that's what we do every single day as we try and do better today than we did yesterday. And Quest Radio is helping with that. Dynamic Catholic is helping with that. And we'll be hearing from lots of other ministries, priests, parishes, schools that are doing the same thing. So thank you for joining us today. Again, the number to call 678-688-4549. We've been talking with Dr. Alan Hunt, nationally known speaker and best-selling author, senior advisor at Dynamic Catholic. You can get the books, the CDs that we talked about at dynamiccatholic.com. Thank you, Dr. Alan Hunt. God bless you, Kelly, and God bless the quest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to go to a break, and we will be back on the other side with Father Fred Wendell, who is the parochial vicar at the Catholic Church of the Transfiguration in Marietta. So please stay tuned.